In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. I hope that you followed up on my challenge last week to pray the rosary as a family or as a group of friends, not just to pray it by yourself, but to pray it with somebody. And so let's just start this with a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. This story that Jesus tells is a beautiful parable. It's called The Workers in the Vineyard. And it reminds me of what Jesus says earlier in the Gospel. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Father that He sends out workers. Well, Jesus tells this story about a, about a landowner who goes out at 6 in the morning, 9 in the morning, 12 noon, 3 p.m., even 5 p.m. when the workday ends at 6 and he hires people. These people were waiting. They were waiting to be hired and he, he just gets them. Now, one thing that I realized was each person that Jesus goes out to, that this landowner goes out to, none of them that say no. None of them say, oh, I don't want to work. Every time he goes out at 6, at 9, at 12, at 3, at 5 p.m., he comes, he says, what are you doing here? He says, no one's hired us. Come. And they go and they work. That's not what today's job climate is like anymore. Everywhere you go, you see help wanted signs. You see we're hiring signs. Many business owners have come to me and said, Father John, nobody wants to work anymore. I can't find employees. They even ask me, Father, you know a lot of people. Can you find employees for me? Can you, can you please help me? Because nobody wants to work. People are hiring, but no one wants to work. And it's like, how desperate are people that they come to the priest? I'm not Indeed or Kelly Services, or, but... They're so desperate for employees that they say, Father John, do you know anybody? In the gospel, the owner never stops looking for employees. God is always hiring, and his benefits are the best. Why don't people want to work? The first, I would say, after COVID, I feel like after COVID, people realized that life is not all about work that maybe some people were working way too much and they saw life slow down and they were like, you know, it's too much. So let's slow down our lives. Let's have a, a little bit more of a balance. And to me, honestly, that's beautiful. Some people work way too hard, way too much, and they don't have enough time for meditation, for leisure, for prayer, for a social life. There's gotta be a balance in everything. And so some people realized after COVID, I'm doing too much, let's slow down. That's good. But another reason I would say is people are getting lazy. That they're building, during COVID, they built up bad habits of laziness, whatever caused it. And that laziness is very, very deadly. One of the seven deadly sins is the sin of sloth or asedia. And this is a sin where you stop moving you stop thinking, you stop praying, because to you, nothing matters anymore. It's expression, or how, it, how it's expressed, the, the sin of laziness or sloth, is 
laziness, idleness, and an unholy indifference. When people get lazy, they get bored with life. When they get bored with life, they feel like life is not worth living. That they they look at themselves and say, what's the point of living anymore? What's the point of life? And then depression starts setting in. And you see God's plan in front of you. You see the mission of God. Even it happens for me as a priest. God has put a call on my life to work hard for his kingdom. Like all of us. We all have a mission. We all have a job to do. But the sin of laziness leads you to a darkness and a depression where you feel like nothing is worth it anymore. I love Bishop Fulton Sheen, venerable. He has a book called Life is Worth Living. Some of us need to hear that today. Life is worth living. All right, the, second, the third reason I feel like there's, no one wants to work anymore is people got so used to free money. They got paid more for not working. In the pandemic times, the state was giving over $300 and the government was giving $600 a week. That means you could get paid almost $1,000 to not work every single week. What do you expect then? How easy would it be then to just be dependent upon the government? And so what's happened to our community? My parents used to tell me that our community, when we came here from Iraq, we were the hardest workers. We worked the hardest. Now, we want to take the easy way out. What we see in our community are people trying to cheat the system. We want to stay dependent upon welfare. I'm not against welfare, by the way. Welfare is a good thing for those in need. But it shouldn't be a crutch that we stay on. When someone breaks their leg, what do they do? They go, they get a cast, and they get crutches. And that crutch will help them for a time. But what happens when the leg is healed? They throw away their crutches, and they start walking, and then they start running, and then they start sprinting. We can't live life like our legs are amputated, like they're gone. But that's exactly what the temptation to a dependence upon welfare, that's exactly what happens. Don't act like your legs are cut off or that your crutches will be forever. The only thing we need to be dependent upon is Jesus. Don't be dependent upon the government because then you will be a slave to the government. Once you start taking money from the government, you're dependent and you allow the government to control your whole way of life. Hello, Canada. Hi, Canada. Hi, Australia. Hi, New Zealand. This is communism. And communism never works. When you are dependent, you will let your convictions slide because you need the government to take care of you. And so you'll say, I give up my freedoms for the sake of my comfort. Does this make sense? Let's go back to the gospel. When they saw how the ones who worked less, the people that were hired at 12, at 3, at 5, they were all paid the same as those who worked for 12 hours in the scorching heat. And Jesus tells the story and he says, they grumbled, they were mad. They thought that their work was only their payment. But this is where our mentality needs to shift. We need to recognize the value of work. 
the value of working hard. And so I ask you, how many jobs have you had in your life? In my life, I've worked at a dollar store. I was a barista at a coffee beanery. I, was a dry, I did dry cleaners. I did landscaping. I, did a, I was a dishwasher in college. I was an accountant. How many jobs have you, heart, have you had? Have you valued your work? And our children need to learn the value of work, but how will they learn that if you're home sitting, if you're taking unemployment and not working hard? Your children will learn from you. When you're working, your payment is not just your paycheck. Who made more in this situation? Someone who makes $600 a week and works 40 hours, or someone who made $700 a week and did not work even one hour? Who makes more? We had a funny uh, joke in, in communion. Father Fadi told me this story. Um, they were learning the Trinity, right? What's the Trinity? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. A kid came home and said, uh, Hey, Mom, why are they teaching us math? <laughs> I was like, well, you know, it's not math. It's the Trinity, you know, three in one. Who made more in the situation? Someone who works $600, $600 a week, 40 hours, $700 a week, zero hours. You would think the person making $700 a week makes more. But I would absolutely argue that is wrong. Because when you work, it's not all about money. If you only see the payment, you will miss out on the gifts that God wants to give you in the process. The gift of God's grace is not at the end, it's in the process, it's in now. When you work, you gain discipline, you gain skill, you gain virtue. When you work, you become richer in your soul. These workers that worked in the morning, they only focused on the payment instead of the relationship that God was giving while they were working. They all received the same, the denarius. The payment is the same because the payment is the relationship with the landowner. God, I'm going to say that again. The payment is the same because the payment is the relationship with God. God is going out at 6 in the morning, at 9, at 12, at 3, at 5. He's saying, come, work. I'm always hiring. I want a relationship. I want you. I love you. Come to me. Here's what's beautiful. Come to me, but I'll come to you first. I will look for you. Lord, we're standing idle. I will come to you, but you have to come. God comes to you and he says, say yes. Will you say yes to God when he says, are you ready to work? Are you ready to come into my kingdom? Are you ready to fight the fight that is before us? Are you ready? I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Blame the Holy Spirit, okay? <laughs> are you ready? Jesus is calling you to work. Jesus is calling you to work. Not just a job. But if you're still, you know, if you're still on crutches and you can get off, get off. Get off crutches. You don't need them anymore. Work hard. You need to change. When you see me lazy, if you ever see me lazy, you need to tell me, Father John, 
I don't see you working very hard. What's going on? It's called a sin. The sin of sloth. The sin of acidia. Jesus is calling you to work. This week, I want to challenge us to pray to Jesus. Pray this week. Jesus, where do you want me to work? He's calling you. I know he's calling every single one of you. Even that little boy. That's like, I love him. He's calling every single one of us to work. Where is he calling you? Amen.